You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This show is about our marriage, our money, and the stuff that matters. husband hey girl i I just forgot (laughs) i just forgot our intro a little bit i was about to cut you off (laughs) (laughs) on this episode we're talking about the life goal we have of shrinking our sphere of living and what that means plus we're giving you a financial snapshot of what our money looks like right now you didn't even react to my hey girl i liked it it was my uh ryan gosling impression oh i know in you know, in, in celebration of the Oscars, which are going on right now. Oh, they are? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to text a friend and was like, are the Oscars tonight? <laughs> I really don't care at all. Yeah. We haven't seen yes, 95% we... of the movies. Oh, right. That, well, that's true. We saw Arrival, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. You saw Lion, which you loved. Oh, yeah. That was phenomenal. Um, what else? I want to see Hidden Figures. I still haven't. I really want to see Moonlight. Yeah. Heard great things. And fences. What's fences? Oh, <laughs> what's what's uh, and yeah, there ends my knowledge of the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Um, okay, so I wanted to say that this weekend was the first weekend in like that I can remember that we had no plans. Yeah, we we didn't, did and we? And it was oh my gosh. amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out how we can do more of that. I think it's in not planning things with people. I know. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, but I think that means saying no. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's a bummer because we can't, we don't see people during the weekend. Or I mean, during the week, and so it's hard right. to not see people during the weekend too. I think we need to have like particular weekends where we just block it off one yeah and say we're not going to do anything but i also think that um i think we've talked about before just kind of offhandedly okay we only need we can we really need to only plan like have one commitment per weekend Mm -hmm. and maybe we just need to be like really stick to that because i don't know even it'll be something okay we're going to get together with friends or we have like a birthday party or you know a whatever some kind of commitment and then it'll be like oh and Let's go hang out with family, yeah. which is totally great um, and is fun, but it does add like one more thing to our weekend. Mm-hmm. Whereas just these two days of not having anywhere we had to be and just letting the day develop like as it did. We had laundry that hadn't been folded in like two weeks. Yes, <laughs> we got all folded. that done. And then there was also just time where since we were both here, because a lot of times our weekends have been like, okay, I go and do work, then I come home, then you leave and go do work, or then or you go do something, and we're just like switching off a lot. Strangers passing in the night. I know. Um, and the day. And the day. <laughs> um, but then with both of us here, we could both be parenting so we could like get little projects done and stuff and that was so satisfying to me the house is clean the dishes are done the laundry is folded we yeah. made awesome dinner both nights yeah using our delicious and beautiful csa vegetables mm-hmm. you grilled romanesco yeah and salmon burgers tonight mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty satisfying yeah but we have to be realistic we can have these here and there but really i mean it's pretty hard to not have i know plans. but but i also 
like, yes, we're not going to have, not every weekend can be totally unplanned, but then if we already have something going on on a weekend, I don't know, then we need to say no, or then we can't take personal time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So I just, I, I want to, and then if it's like, okay, we've had a couple of weekends where we've had things going on, then I do just want to say no to stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We could do more. Not, not that we don't try, but we just, it, usually we're traveling out when like when we're seeing family and friends, we don't as often have friends and family over here. We do on occasion, like mainly our friends on the street, but, um, mm-hmm. but it might be easier mm-hmm. if we have, if we end up having a couple things to have people coming our way versus mm-hmm. us packing up and heading out. Cause I feel like it's the travel and the yeah. packing and the, well, and the transitions. And I feel like one thing is lately your family has just been hosting more things. Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, for the, so my parents, that's another big thing. My mm-hmm. parents uh, had their 50th wedding anniversary this past week. Yeah, it was awesome. So we had, we had family in town. We had multiple evening events and mm-hmm. there was a lot going on. So mm-hmm. it, uh, it felt like a much bigger week in terms of social commitments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was uh, a particularly busy week. So the relaxing weekend felt especially just wonderful and mm-hmm. rejuvenating. Mm-hmm. So it was great. I do want to try to do more of that. I'm, I'm on board with it. Okay. I love sure. it. Um, I have so much stuff in my teeth right now. Okay. Well, that's your fault. <laughs> I well, ate the most delicious dessert. Is now the time we're going to talk about your dessert? Are we talking about life? Yes. Dessert is an important part of life. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what was it? Or is it? Well, it was, it was chic. It was deconstructed raisinets. Okay. No? I'm already grossed out. <laughs> Chocolate and raisins. I don't care for it. I can't believe it. Don't you I like know. raisinets? Uh, I mean, I'll eat them if there's nothing else around. I don't care for them. Hmm. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. think I've been able to pinpoint your dessert preferences entirely. Chocolate, but not raisinets, not with fruit. See, I want a cakey, rich chocolate and preferably a scoop of vanilla ice cream. Mm, okay. Okay. Well, I'm sorry you can't enjoy these things with me. That's fine. I'm glad that you're enjoying them. <laughs> so, sorry, I'm having to constantly clear raisinette, deconstructed raisinette out of my teeth as we go. You're always making such weird desserts. I know. Remember, I'm always sipping and chewing and clearing things remember, out of my teeth. Remember your Chipolo last year? That's right. That's right. Dedicated listeners will recall <laughs> the Chipolo. that I created, invented another amazing dessert. I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> outside of the deconstructed raisinette, the Chipolo, which was a marshmallow with chocolate <laughs> chips embedded within. Don't quit your day job. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to some budget and money updates. Okay, so we wanted to occasionally share a financial snapshot and just share the actual money that is in our accounts because we do talk about our budget and how much we have allocated um, to things you know, but we thought it could be insightful to see how much money is sitting in our accounts right now. So, yeah. so you, dear listener, who is hiding the bushes outside the windows of our accounts, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're rolling up the shades. Have a peek inside. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, Go, take it away, Chris. <laughs> Sorry to make it pervy. Um, our checking account. We currently have nine hundred forty-three dollars. Our backup savings account. What's that? You know, I'm starting to call it that because we used to call it our emergency savings, but uh-huh. we don't actually have an emergency <laughs> savings account. Okay. 
Uh, it's kind of our, it's like our short term, like revolving savings or something. Yeah. It's becoming an actual, so we used to call it an emergency savings because it used to act like an emergency savings. Like it was money. Because we had touch. thousands of dollars in there. Mm-hmm. We used to. And it was like, don't touch this unless. Yeah. Then the Vanguard account became right. our true like holy grail of saving. Right. And the emergency savings then became like we just pulled money out of there whenever we needed it. with No big deal. Right. So, but it is becoming more of a backup savings again because we are starting to accrue money in it again since we've tightened up our budget. Now that we stick to our budget. Yeah. <laughs> So in that amorphous savings account, yes. we have $1,276. Okay. Uh, summer savings, that is an account that we save extra money into because I don't get paid in the summer. So to Freeloader. <laughs> to account for my portion of the bills in the summertime, <laughs> I put much of my, sa- my salary into that account, and it currently has a little over $2,500. Okay. With the goal of having about 5500 by the end of this semester. Okay. We also have a couple of our own savings accounts, mm-hmm. our Vanguard account, um, and also the gifts account. I wanted to bring that one up because okay. we mentioned at the beginning of the year that we would try to try the strategy of front-loading it mm-hmm. and then pulling from it throughout the year. Yeah. We were on our way to fully front-loading it for mm-hmm. our estimate for all gifts for the year. Mm-hmm. We only got about a third of the way there, mm-hmm. and that's because... Uh, first we just dropped $1,200 on gutters. Did you say our savings in our Van Gutter account? I feel no, like you, you're taking a detour. Well, uh, I was going to get there. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stick with you. My mind works in, in detourist m- ways. circuitous, multiple different directions at okay. once. Mine uh, does not. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're very linear. <laughs> And I didn't mean that to sound insulting, or did I? I took it as a compliment. (laughs) (sighs) Our gifts account has $500. We were supposed to have like $1,800 in there, but we had Mm. to drop a bunch of cash on our gutters. No Christmas gifts. (laughs) (laughs) And we uh, were about to drop a bunch of cash on a big tax bill that we got. Sad. Um, Okay, our Vanguard account, and then we can get to our own personal savings, but our Vanguard account... Currently sits at, and this is the one where we're saving twenty k a year right. for for the course of five years, and we're into our third year, just the beginning of our third year. Uh, Forty one thousand eight hundred eighty eight dollars. All right, feels good. We've not actually been putting much money in at all for like the past three or four months, really, because mm-hmm. we had a lot of things coming up, and we just have been kind of strained. Mm-hmm. But it has been growing anyway. We put a little bit of money in, but the the markets has been going insane, mm-hmm. um, and so. That's where it sits. I have $1,000 roughly in my savings, but about half that is, is going into the summer savings. So I'm, oh, okay. I'm essentially maintaining about a 500 to $600 balance in there. Okay. And it's not necessarily growing. Okay. And you have a savings amount, a savings account in the amount of $895. Yes. Which you're kind of roughly maintaining. Yeah, I'm I'm basically trying yeah, I'm basically trying to hold on to that amount. Yeah. I contribute from each paycheck. I think I'm contributing like fifty dollars or so to my savings. Mm-hmm. Um some of that I do use for like when I get a haircut. Like mm-hmm. I just got a haircut. Um that's not part of my personal allowance money since I'm just doing that maybe I'm gonna try to do two or three haircuts a year. Um so I'm gonna try to pull that from my savings. So mm-hmm. anyway, um kind of things things like that or just kind of trying to build up my savings yeah 
So, oh, like, like one thing I'm going to use my savings for is my book club is planning to do a summer trip to maybe San Diego. Mm -hmm. That would probably be, I don't know, probably $500 total, like for, um, getting there, the renting a house, food, everything. Um, anyway, like that would come from my personal savings. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So anyway. Yeah. So those are, we have other accounts, other like IRAs and things like that, but this is the, the main, these are the main set of accounts where money is going in and out and we're doing our main saving. Like all those offshore accounts we have and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. We don't have any of those. I don't even know how to do that. Um, so that's a snapshot. So things are looking not too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the month, we always get really tight with our checking and, and that kind of stuff. And that will happen again. But isn't that not happening? Aren't we doing better? Uh, we, yeah, we are, we are, okay. we, but we, it, it happens that way, not because we're doing poorly, but because we plan our savings down to like the last dollar. Oh, so I see. I all see. money gets spent or saved. So yeah. So, so our personal checking account will fluctuate like up to what? Like twenty five hundred dollars. It'll when, get it'll it'll get bumped up to like three thousand dollars and then get drained to zero. You know, basically as as the okay. month goes on. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, I did want to talk about a couple of things um, related to that. So yeah, first of all, just this past week, we finally got the gutters that mm-hmm. we've been talking about for so long. Mm-hmm. I bet everyone will be like, "Great, now they can shut up about those gutters." <laughs> <laughs> um, so we finally got those. They look great. They mm-hmm. were a little bit over $1,200. Mm-hmm. So that I, feels good. So I can now, already feel the house settling. Beneath yes, us. exactly. So now I'm so, it hasn't rained yet and I'm so excited for it to rain. I hope it will so that I can see them in action. I feel like it's going to be so satisfying to watch all the water run, not under our foundation. <laughs> um, and then I also wanted to say, even though our gift account isn't like fully funded for the year. I do think the front loading was awesome. And we've been doing a good job of, we just sat down last night. We've had like a few gifts to buy in the past couple of weeks. And we are transferring that money from the gift account to our checking account. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's working as it's supposed to. And that just feels very satisfying because before like I would buy a gift or you would buy a gift. And I think we just kind of like, I don't know, like, oh, I guess that's just going to come out of my personal or, oh, that needs to come out of our savings, but like never really directly reconcile it. So it just like wasn't being accounted for. So anyway, I just, that feels like a very clean, nice system now. So I'm really, I'm enjoying that. Yeah, it's working well. Um, And then I also wanted to say that we're again doing well on our personal allowance budgets and we're both like checking into Mint daily. Mm -hmm. Everything's getting categorized appropriately. And I also have started, um, this will be the second month in a row that I'm doing this where I'm sharing how I spent my personal allowance money on my blog in a post Mm -hmm. at risingshining.com. Yeah, it's just like kind of a nice accountability for me. And I've never looked at it so closely before and it is just interesting and instructive to see kind of how it adds up, mm-hmm. you know, month yeah. to month. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, cool. Maybe I'll do the same. All right. And listeners can see it all. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what else got fixed? What? Our Apple TV. Oh, yeah. Can you share about that? That's a like a little life update that's very satisfying. Yeah. So finally, so we have... Apple TV in our house, which we use primarily to stream audio. Right. Because we used to use it to get like Netflix and stuff when we still have television. But since we ditched the television, we haven't had a need for it other than just like 
music and basically talking to our stereo system. Yeah, we used to use it for the purpose for which it was actually designed. Right, TV. <laughs> and uh, it's it's been a holdover since we lost the TV for those very reasons. But the problem... It makes it sound like it died. We lost the TV. <laughs> did we sell it? The television? Yeah. Okay. Now yeah, I can't even remember. Okay. Yeah. Continue. So Apple TV has actually been sitting dormant in our house for like six months. And it's because at one point um, I decided to update the software. <laughs> and I don't remember why I decided to do that. If I got an indication in iTunes, I don't know what it was, but uh-huh. I, I went ahead and updated it. But the problem was I then had to re-sign into the device, the Apple TV device itself. Right. But you can't... You can't interface with just a device. You have to interface with a screen. Yeah. It's it's meant to be, you know, attached to a screen, but we have no screens. And I thought, I knew that that was coming, but I thought I would somehow be able to do it on my laptop. Right. But no, there's no actual way I have, after much searching online and talking to Apple support and all of that, there's actually no way to interact with your Apple TV from your computer. That's crazy. Which is so weird. So I... It just, there was no, we had no ability to use it. And I didn't feel like going to the neighbor to ask for like a well, screen. I think it was like, no, we knew what we needed to do. Yeah. We needed to get some kind of screen. Like it could have been a desktop. Yeah. Right. And then that's what I'm saying. Or like something. I, I didn't, but we knew what it was, but I think we just didn't prioritize doing it. Yeah. We could have. You you were up for doing it. We just didn't prioritize doing it. It's always one yeah. of those things. Oh, we got to do that. But and, we're and not also just like, like you, now. you know, you might go to your neighbor for a cup of sugar, but you don't go and say, Hey, can I borrow a screen? Yeah. I, I feel know. like it's you weird. would. I don't know. Anyway. So I didn't. Uh, but finally today I went out to the Apple store and, uh, brought Apple TV with me, the device mm-hmm. and said, look, here's the deal. Um, I have this device. I don't have a TV. <laughs> I have no way to actually sign into it anymore. Can I do that here? Yeah. And they brought out a screen. I plugged it in and Oh my God, I had to use the Apple TV. Um, remote control, which uh, if anybody knows what this thing is, it's a little silver stick that is <laughs> the most enraging device that has ever been designed by any company ever. And Apple usually designs kind of nice things. This is terrible. I had to type in my very long email address, mm-hmm. christopher.wharton at asu.edu twice because I messed it up. Now the first everyone's going to email you, by the way. Oh, that's fine. And then I had to type in the password, which is equally as long, but I kept messing it up. And like you, it would, I did, it was very so, frustrating. That's what I'm... It took like I'm, six or seven attempts, and then I finally got it done. So after about a half an hour in the Apple store, um, I was signed into the device, and I walked out. <laughs> this is really a step-by-step by, step by recounting. The point is, it took a long time to get this thing finally like set up, and it seems like there should be a simple, intuitive way to interact with a device like that in your right. own home, but you can't if right. you don't have a screen. Right. So it took us six months, but now we can listen to music again. And it is wonderful. Okay, let's move on to another topic that we wanted to discuss, and that is our sphere of living and shrinking our sphere of living. Mm-hmm. Okay, can you talk a little bit about what this is? <laughs> so I don't know which one of us came up with it, but it's now a sort of a philosophy uh-huh. that we're adhering to, and the whole idea is that uh, your whole life is encompassed generally in some 
literally like geographic area, right. a, a, roughly a sphere, you know. And, How and far you, you drive to work. Yeah, into the grocery store, into mm-hmm. say a gym if you go there, or daycare, mm-hmm. your family and friends that you visit, all those, you know, daily and weekly and monthly things that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially for people like us living in the suburbs, usually that sphere is pretty ridiculously large mm-hmm. and demands almost the use or the ownership and then use of a car right. or multiple cars. And we've been realizing over time that in part we can get over a lot of that, almost all of it, by biking. So that's a big thing we've done. But still, um, having your life dispersed Mm -hmm. in a large geographic area just makes it really tough and Mm -hmm. inconvenient to try to just do what you want to do day in and day out. Mm -hmm. Takes more time like to get where you need to go. and More time, more resources, more money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, More planning, more thought. It makes it difficult, you know. So the idea has been, how do we shrink that sphere? So how Mm -hmm. do we, all the things that we generally do, how do we make those trips shorter? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the things that we really love, thankfully, almost by accident of where we decided to live are really close with like within a couple of miles. Mm -hmm. Um, Other things are not so much. Right. And so we're figuring out how to either remove those things from our lives Mm -hmm. or shrink them or just get over it and bike and you know that kind of yeah yeah and so why is biking different than using a car like we have been talking about um the possibility of you more frequently biking to the bus station taking an express bus to your office Mm -hmm. and back and so that would remove a car i think in the back uh, yeah the back of my mind like we've already been able to remove one car Mm -hmm. by being more strategic about how we get around Mm -hmm. and so we we operate with just the one car but in back of my mind i'm thinking over time and you brought this up the other day like i think it could be possible that we actually not own a car at some point in the future um where we take on a lot of trips by biking or Mm we Uber it or, Mm -hmm. you know, depend on public transportation. Um, but if your sphere is small enough, it's, it's not inconvenient to go by bike or walk or, Mm -hmm. you know, these sorts of things. Um, and that you can actually pull that off. Mm -hmm. And we know people who do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's just, it's super intriguing and something that, like actually this came up recently, we were looking around at elementary schools. We still have, a year and a half, two years before mm-hmm. it, um, our oldest is going to be in kindergarten. So it's not even a decision we needed to make right now, but um, that's just kind of something I'm excited about. And we have a lot of different charter school options. Um, so anyway, we checked out a charter school. We really liked it. We've heard really great things. And then, so we thought, okay, the decision is made. This is you know going to be great. It's kind of close to where our current daycare is. So that's probably about 15, a 15 minute drive for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like, you know, it could be closer, but at least it's not any farther than it is. And then our neighborhood elementary school was having an open house and we thought, okay, let's just get a comparison. You know, we've heard great things. We went and within 10 minutes, we loved it. Mm -hmm. And and we totally flipped. Um, And the more we thought about it and when we came home and talked more about it, that school represents us biking or walking the boys to school K through sixth grade. Mm -hmm. And the lifestyle that that represents Mm -hmm. is huge. And we started to realize that the other, you know, maybe things that we had seen as benefits from a different school, they just paled in comparison. Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, as you're mentioning that, as I'm thinking about it, I'm I'm just running through the calculations in my head. So Mm -hmm. it would be roughly five mile drive to get to, the original school we were thinking we'd take mm-hmm. the kids to. 
Uh, so 10 mile round trip basically mm -hmm. to get them to and from school, but we can walk to this other one, mm -hmm. which is incredible. And if we did that five days a week, that's so yeah, 10 miles. So 50 miles a week times 52 weeks out of the, I guess it wouldn't be 52 weeks, but roughly mm -hmm. 2,500 miles a year we Whoa. save. That's crazy. 2,500 miles. Is that true? Yeah. 50 times 50, right? Something like that. It wouldn't be 50 weeks. It'd be less, but still. 2,000 plus miles saved a year simply by going to our neighborhood school rather than, you know, driving out. And five miles is not like some kind of distance that people would, right. you know, balk at. Right. So that is just, that's many, many, many hours saved, lots mm -hmm. of miles saved, lots of gas saved, lots of wear and tear. All mm -hmm. those things add up so incredibly. Yeah. And that's just one year's worth. Yeah. It just makes such a difference and fits right in and, and our sphere becomes ever smaller. Mm -hmm. um, and it's so nice to be able like, because the weather is so nice here to be able to walk and have Dash, you know, ride his bike and mm -hmm. Cedric eventually mm -hmm. to school together. Yeah. That'll be so fun. Yeah. And the other thing that could be really fun are the friends that we have on our street. If they end up going to the same school, we can do the whole, you know, walking bus thing yeah. where parents can trade off bringing the kids totally. to and from school. And then you get to actually enjoy some of the benefits of having community around right. you, which is, you know, relieving yourself of some of those duties or sharing them and, mm -hmm. um, and all the fun that goes with that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I just, it, it feels really exciting. So even though kindergarten is a little ways off, I just, I'm so thrilled to have found that we love our neighborhood school so much and I've heard many great things about it. And it's just kind of another one of these things that just feels so fortunate about where we ended up buying a house because yeah. we really didn't know the area that well. Mm -hmm. And there just ends up being so many things with the location of this particular house. Um, you know, that anyway, I, yeah, I just feel very fortunate. I, I think it's true. I think we did get lucky, but I also do wonder our, our, how we approach mm -hmm. how we live and where we live and how yeah. we want to take best advantage of where we live. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that attitude really helps make it as awesome as it feels. You know what I mean? I bet that that's a component as well too. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. we're kind of looking to um, not try to grow our sphere. There certainly are many ways to do that, but yeah. Um, okay. Anything else about spheres? I think that's it. Okay. Let's move on to one big thing. Did you think of yours? I did. Okay. Let's hear it. Okay. It's financial in nature. Okay. Warren Buffett Buffett came out with his annual letter to investors for oh. Berkshire Hathaway. Okay. So that's his big investment fund. Yeah. And um in it he you know, he's if you know Warren Buffett, he's an incredibly rich man, but mm -hmm. he's always just been very modest in his mm -hmm. approach and he's not trying to time the market and invest right. in these special things. This year he um as he actually has in the past, he really slammed Wall Street and especially investment agencies that try to really like have actively managed funds and mm -hmm. really try to, you know, mm -hmm. beat the market kind mm -hmm. of thing. And he basically said active actively managed funds are bullshit mm -hmm. and people have probably spent spent and wasted a hundred billion dollars over the past decade mm -hmm. in the fees that go along with actively managed funds. And actively managed funds are where you pay somebody or some management firm to try to buy and sell it to, to have a better return than what the market broadly speaking would return. So active versus passive funds, which is the Vanguard account that we have, mm -hmm. we have a passively managed fund. Mm -hmm. So it, it just sort of represents how the market is going all the time. Um, and 
I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but he referenced this thing he's had going for the past decade, basically a competition. Oh, I've heard about this. Heard about this? So to get his point across, he, he actually spent a lot of time in this letter talking about this competition he's had. And I'm going to read okay. verbatim a little bit of it because I just think it's great. In 2008, he wagered half a million dollars, mm-hmm. so his own money put on the line, that a professional investor wouldn't be able to select hedge funds that over a decade could match the performance of a low-cost Vanguard index fund, exactly like the one we have, tracking the S&P 500. Ours, I think, tracks the Dow. Um, Buffett recalls there being a quote unquote sound of silence and only one wall streeter being brave enough to step up to the plate. And that person was a guy named, uh, Ted Seides, co-manager of a New York based asset manager, uh, uh, protege partners. Anyway, picked five funds that were, uh, collectively invested in a hundred different hedge funds. So that was his deals. And so the Vanguard account versus, and he just has to pick those at the beginning Mm -hmm. and then they just let them go and then let them ride. Okay. And the article went on to say, the contest hasn't exactly been a close one. Over the last nine years, the hedge funds have delivered a compounded annual average return of 2.2%. Whoa. That pales in comparison to the index fund's 7.1% gain. Wow. In other words, $1 million invested in the hedge funds would have gained $222,000, while the index fund would have been up $854,000. Wow. So that's incredible. These investment managers, all these people that, you know, you're going to, to like, you know, you're spending all this money to have them manage your money. Mm -hmm. It's just, thankfully, you know, money seems complicated, but actually in terms of investment and saving, it's actually super, super simple. Mm -hmm. Passively managed index funds are the way to go. Mm -hmm. And man, those results just are utterly telling. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That's really cool. Okay. Uh, my one big thing is that I have been um, almost completely checked out of Facebook mm. and it's awesome. Yeah. Like you gave up Facebook last year. Has it been a year? No? Maybe not a full year. Maybe like six or eight months. Okay. Um, anyway, yeah, this was something I didn't really set out intending to do. It just kind of happened. Um, I Let's see. I think it was probably um, into the new year, maybe after, it was either like after the election or after the inauguration, and I was just feeling so inundated with news and just feeling pretty overwhelmed. Um, and so I deleted the Facebook app off of my phone. I just also would find it would be something I was just reflexively checking, mm-hmm. and every time I did would find I didn't gain any new information. I... Um, was feeling crappier than when I was checked, like before I checked it. And so I just deleted the app off my phone so that Mm -hmm. I would like break the habit of checking. I don't check it very often at all when I'm on a computer because I'm either at work or then if I'm at home, I'm just doing kind of my own creative work and I don't really think about checking it very often. Mm -hmm. Um, What I did do was that I got, there is a Facebook groups app and Mm -hmm. I did add that to my phone because my book club, has a face private Facebook group and is managed through that. So I do like to be able to see anything that's updated through there. Um, but th- there's not much going on there, like on a daily basis. And so I'll maybe check it maybe once a week. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I love it. So yeah, so I just kind of over time stopped checking my Facebook so regularly. And then suddenly a few days had gone by and then I just didn't feel any inclination to check it. And now... I think at least a week has gone by 
and I haven't checked it, or maybe sometimes I'll look at it, look at my notifications and make sure there isn't like something directly that I need to respond to. Mm -hmm. And then I just leave and don't even do any scrolling Mm -hmm. and I don't miss it. It's fantastic. How do you feel about it compared to Instagram? Oh, I love Instagram. Mm -hmm. I still love Instagram. And actually have been doing um, kind of moderating my time on Instagram as well. I think, um, yeah, I don't really, I kind of go in waves on it. Sometimes I feel like I have a lot to share there and other times not so much. And I just kind of don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Or sometimes I will just kind of similarly check in, check my notifications, like respond to people because I do like engaging with people, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of the, you know, the scrolling that um, sometimes, you know, I just feel like I need to do less of. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah. That's awesome. So Mm -hmm. you probably won't though quit it entirely because of the group, Yeah, exactly. Because if you didn't have that group, would you quit it? Maybe so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really think maybe I would. Yeah. Yeah. If my book club wasn't managed on there, I could, I could definitely foresee that. How would you feel about people that you keep contact with primarily through Facebook and no other means? But see, I don't. Oh, you don't? Well, I mean, I guess you're talking about like friends from college or grad school mm-hmm. and stuff, yeah, and yeah. that's the only place. Yeah. I mean, I'm if I'm not, you know, if we're not emailing. Because that was whatever, my last already. holdover thing. Like when I ditched Facebook, that was the last thing I was thinking like, oh, there's some people that really keep up primarily with their lives through Facebook. But then I said... It's sort of like decluttering, which is a terrible way to think about people. But um, well, but if you're not like having meaningful interaction, mm-hmm. then you're then your acquaintances at most. Like maybe you did have a history together, but if you're not really keeping up and not really contributing to each other's lives, yeah. then I don't know if if something comes up and they really need to get in touch, then you know, friend of a friend. Yeah. But but then I and mean, I just said too, like the way the, the way to vet it when I ditched it was um, I'm going to be off Facebook and if you want to stay in touch, I'm going to be here on Instagram mm-hmm. or send me your contact info or ask for mine and mm-hmm. I'll be happy to share. And a few people reached out that way and others mm-hmm. didn't. And then that was it. Yeah. yeah. So it's not too bad. And and it, it took me a week of slight mourning just because it was mm-hmm. a change. And then I've never looked back, never thought about it since. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's I fantastic. Don't think you're, I don't think you're missing anything. Mm-mm. So I, I do really enjoy Instagram. I enjoy that medium, but I also find that it's easier for me to moderate my intake. And mm-hmm. I, I don't find myself feeling just like weighed down and crappy after I use well, it. Well, it's significantly more positive and mm-hmm. generally like, happier. Yeah. It's right. more celebratory. Like Facebook is more opinionated mm-hmm. and uh, it's you can get in fights there and that, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas Instagram, it's just, oh, let me take a snapshot of this happy moment. Mm-hmm. Let me kind of, it, it's still, I think, the same kind of humble bragginess, mm-hmm. but that's fine. Like I, th- I feel like it's accepted. Like <laughs> it's okay that you're doing that there. Uh-huh. Like everybody just wants to celebrate happy moments in their life and I'm right. totally great with that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. it's good. I'm good. enjoying it. Good. All right. So let's wrap this up. Uh, we love to get your emails at heymatrimony at gmail.com and we've actually had some really great episode topic suggestions lately. So thank you so much and we'll be getting to those in future episodes. And we also had a lot of great feedback after our budget deep dive on food. So we'll be doing more of those budget deep dives in the future. And I did respond to a couple of comments um, on our show notes, but uh, several people asked about 
the favorite pasta sauce that we mentioned <laughs> and wanted to know specifically what it is, that pasta sauce is Trader Joe's creamy tomato basil pasta sauce. Mm. It's really good. Um, if you're friends of ours, we'll probably serve it to you next time you come over. So look <laughs> forward to that. <laughs> um, you can keep up with both of us on Instagram. Chris is practically awesome. Chris, I am Kels Wharton. And you can find the show notes for this episode, um, including our 2017 budget, which Chris says that he did post and told me, and I forgot that he told me that. That is the second time I told you that. <laughs> uh, so that is at loveandmatrimony.com. And uh, make sure to track us down on Facebook too, everybody. Just kidding. We're not there. (laughs) (laughs) And remember to love your honey, not your money. you to do an actual audio test actual audio test the golden state warriors have emerged as a strong favorite to sign veteran guard jose calderon once he completes his expected buyout front with the los angeles lakers according to league sources a whale washed ashore a whale washed ashore la 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 shama la ma mama shama la ma mama okay i'm ready great